The image of this Arizona State Sun Devils football team is starting to come into focus with more kids entering the portal and more kids coming to Tempe. Let's go ahead and round out the conversation with everything that happened this week on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, all you wonderful people, and welcome to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, you can get this podcast wherever you stream your podcast, including YouTube, if you want to see us in a visual platform. Wherever you're getting those podcasts, though, make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications. So you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36. You can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Before we get into today's conversation, though, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys. Let's talk some, some more transfer news for Arizona State in case you've been sleeping under a rock. But more importantly, I want to talk about kind of the direction that this team appears to be going. So there have officially been 18 kids from Arizona State to enter the transfer portal. Two of them withdrew their names. I'm going to fire off these names real quick for who has been lost. Starting on offense, quarterbacks, Paul Tyson and Emory Jones. Running back, Daniel Nagata. I want to talk about him a little more specifically in a second. Wide receiver, Cam Johnson. Offensive lineman, Ladarius Henderson, who has committed to Michigan. And Ben Scott. On the defensive side of the ball, defensive lineman, Joe Moore, Omar Norman Lott, and Garen Stansbury have entered the portal. Defensive backs, Keon Markham and Kawan Markham entered back in October, and Isaiah Johnson entered as well. Specialist kicker slash punter, Jace Feely, and punter, Eddie Jablitsky, who has committed to USC, plus long snappers, John Furlman and Gage King. It Not included in those names are defensive linemen, Anthony Cooper and BJ Green, who both decided to withdraw their names from the transfer portal. Excuse me, I think I'm coming down with a little bit of a cult, but that's really, really good news for those two coming back to the program instead of deciding to move on. Uh, BJ Green was a really upsetting addition when he had initially placed his name into the transfer portal. My apologies again. Uh, BJ Green has actually led the team in sacks or tied for the team lead in sacks in both of his seasons with Arizona State this past year as a true sophomore for the team. He had two and a half sacks, which was tied with four other players for first place. 2021, he had five sacks, which was first place by itself for him. He's a very talented kid and somebody who is versatile and can kind of be moved along the alignment. But more importantly, he's doing a lot with few opportunities. He hasn't been a full-time starter for Arizona State 
And I'm excited for him to get that full-time starting role next year because so many defensive linemen are gone from the program. Again, Joe Moore, Omar Norman-Lott, and Garen Stansbury are in the portal, but Nessa Jade Silvera, TJ Pesifea, and Trevez Moore are no longer at the program because they are out of eligibility. This is going to be basically a brand new defensive line. Before Anthony Cooper and Green had withdrawn their name from the portal, you were losing eight guys. You start four for Arizona State. So you lost your top two like start starting rotations, essentially, for this defensive line. It was a very big deal. But B.J. Green coming back is huge. Anthony Cooper is also a really, really good bring back for the team as well. He was one of the four players who tied for the team lead in sacks with two and a half. He will be entering his senior season and has six sacks over the last two years to go along with 52 tackles. This is a kid that I think could potentially blossom in a full-time role. And while he was basically a starter for the team, obviously there was a lot of rotation that was going on with this defensive line. And as of right now, there really is not going to be very much of a rotation. So I anticipate that uh, Anthony Cooper, BJ Green, and Michael Matus, who will be returning and rehabbing from an ACL injury, will all be like full-time starters for the team in 2023. And that seems like a very exciting idea for me. I mentioned I wanted to talk about Daniel Nagata. And the reason why is because on Twitter the other day, Nagata had talked about how there were going to be a lot of opportunities for burritos from, I believe it's Burrito Express is the place that he's got the partnership with. That is very interesting to me. Yeah, he had tweeted out on the 15th. So yesterday, Tempe is going to have a lot of free burritos next season for show. I'm curious if that's him saying that I'm going to stay and he's going to withdraw his name from the portal. That would be really, really good news for Arizona State, who right now is going to be dealing with losing X Valade, who nearly had 1,200 rushing yards and 16 rushing touchdowns a year ago. I have gone on record many a times to say that I think Daniel Nagata is an incredibly talented running back, and I think that there have been some flashes to make me believe that he could be like a poor man's Eno Benjamin. I feel like I see a lot of Eno Benjamin in him. And losing him would certainly stink. And getting him back would be a massive boon for this offense. Especially with the direction that they're likely going to be going under, under Kenny Dillingham. And running a spread offense that is going to incorporate the running backs quite a bit. I think that Nagata could be a very, very vital piece for the Sun Devils offense. If he is back, that would be absolutely huge for the program to be able to have a player of his caliber return to the program. Other than that, I don't really anticipate anybody else pulling out of the of the transfer portal. Omar Norman Lott had entered last year and withdrawn his name. So he, could he do it again? Sure, but... I feel like he's definitely looking to move on 
to the next stage of his career. Uh, Isaiah Johnson kind of came as a surprise to me, the redshirt freshman corner who did see action in, I believe, seven games and looked pretty rock solid when he was on the field. Losing him definitely stinks because I was looking forward to a trio of him, Roe Torrance, and Ed Woods in 2023. It stinks, but it's just the nature of the business at this point in time, and that's kind of where we're at right now. We're going to go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to take a look at the guys who are coming in to the program. But before we get that far, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening right now at Bet Online, where the game starts. As always, guys, make sure that you make your second listen of the day locked on sports today. From the games that matter most, to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation. Ten guys are coming to the program. So, 18 enter the portal. Two withdraw their name. Ten guys are now coming to the program. You have, starting with offense, quarterback Jake Conover coming from BYU. Running back DeCarlos Brooks coming from Cal. Wide receiver Jake Smith, most recently with USC, but also played at Texas. Wide receiver Melcon Stavall, most recently at Nevada, but also played at, or excuse me, most recently at Colorado State, but also from Nevada. Offensive lineman Aaron Frost from Nevada. Defensively, defensive lineman Tristan Monday from Wisconsin. Linebacker Tate Romney from BYU. And linebacker safety hybrid Crew Jackson from K-State. Special teams, punter John Carlson from New Mexico. And long snapper Slater Zellers from Cal. There is something that all of these guys have in common. You can probably guess it. And you would be correct. These are all Arizona high school alums. These are all products of the Valley. Hashtag activate the Valley has been a massive, massive thing here for Arizona State and Kenny Dillingham in getting this team to fit his image. Now, looking at these guys, there are a couple guys who will have, sorry for kicking my desk, who will have immediate access to starting starting roles. DeCarlos Brooks, the running back from Cal, is going to have an inside shot to be the starting running back unless Daniel Nagata does in fact decide to withdraw his name from the transfer portal. So we will kind of wait and see on that, but... DeCarlos Brooks will definitely have an inside shot. He'll be going up against Tevin White, who is going into his sophomore year 
as a four-star running back. Last year, he looked pretty solid in the very limited amount of time that he had. Charles Hall, or excuse me, not Charles Hall, uh, George Hart will also be on the roster, but he did not get like any playing experience whatsoever. So DeCarlos Brooks will have a very good shot unless Nagata returns to compete with Tevin White for a starting role. Jacob Conover will also have an opportunity to compete with Trenton Bourget for the starting quarterback. Obviously, there's a few other guys on that team as well, but it really is going to be between, as of now, Bourget and Conover, I would imagine. Wide receivers, Jake Smith and Mel Constaval. I ex- I expect that both of them will be competing for kind of that number two role on the outside. Elijah Badger has one of those spots locked up, and Giovanni Sanders will have the slot role locked up for himself. Beyond that, there's going to be some competition for who's going to be kind of the, I think it's Y, I think. So your X is your number one, Z is your slot. I believe it's your Y receiver. Brian Thompson is gone. Andre Johnson has just yet to firmly take that role for himself. Cam Johnson is transferred, and Chad Johnson only has one career catch. So I know, especially with Jake Smith, that this is a guy that people are very, very excited about. Jake Smith was a four-star coming out of, I believe, Notre Dame Prep. Yes, he came out of Notre Dame Prep, and he's he's somebody who has shown some talent when he's been able to get on the field. The problem is he's just banged up all the time. But in his two seasons at Texas, he was able to haul in 48 catches, 568 yards, and nine touchdowns. He has not played since 2020, though. So this will be a very interesting situation for what Jake Smith is going to be able to do. Because if he is able to get onto the field, then I anticipate that this is a guy who could definitely make a big-time impact. There's just obviously a lot of will he, won't he kind of situation. Uh, Melcon Stavell, I don't know a lot about. I do know that he's definitely going to be more of like a slot receiver for the team as he is only five foot eight. He has a little more production than Jake does. He'll be going into basically his grad senior season and has almost 1,200 yards on 121 catches, but just a single touchdown in his four-year four, four year career. He's going to be competing with Geo Sanders for that slot role, but obviously Sanders definitely has the inside track to that as he was the number three receiver on the team a year ago, or he was the number two receiver, excuse me, on the team a year ago. And I don't anticipate that that's going to be a role that he's going to forfeit very easily. Aaron Frost on the offensive line also has a really, really good shot to get immediate playing time because Ladarius Henderson and Ben Scott have entered the transfer portal and Des Holmes and Chris Martinez have run out of eligibility. It's Isaiah Glass and that's it. It's going to be a lot of competition for the offensive line. So he's got a very good opportunity there. Defensively, Tristan Monday has an opportunity as well. We talked about the defensive line having a lot of departures. Linebacker Tate Romney and then linebacker safety hybrid crew Jackson will also have opportunities with Merlin Robertson and Kyle Sully being gone. And 
just not a lot of proven guys behind them. Connor Soley had a solid season for the team. It wasn't anything too crazy. I believe he was, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth on the team in tackles with 30. Nothing outstanding. He's going to compete with Connor Soley. Well, Connor Soley will have a spot locked up for sure. He'll be competing with Will Schaefer, James Jonkum, and a couple other guys that are on the roster that their names are escaping me at the moment. But the two of them, Romney and Jackson, will definitely have an opportunity to be starters for the team very early on. Josh Carlson will step into the starting punter role with Chaplitsky on, and the same for Slater Zellers. will be stepping into a starting role for the team with the two long snappers, Furlman and King both being gone as well. We're going to hop into our final break. And when we return, we'll go ahead and finish up our conversation. Before we get that far, though, we do have a special announcement that I want to tell you guys about. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You thank for calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's not a big deal. What are the odds of getting pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. If you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Before we finish up one more time, make sure that you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast as your second listen of the day. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Here's my final thoughts on everything that has come in so far. Again, for emphasis, 16 guys are in the portal. 10 are coming in. Of these 10 guys, all of them will have an opportunity to compete for legitimate playtime. The toughest opportunity, probably uh, Stavall for the slot receiver. Outside of that, Jake Smith can't compete for one of the outside spots. To Carlos Brooks can compete for the starting running back role. Jacob Conover is going to have a tough time, but he's got an opportunity to compete for starting quarterback. Aaron Frost should be a starting offensive lineman. Tristan Monday could be a starting defensive lineman. Romney and Jackson could both be starting linebackers. Carlson and Sellers are both going to be starting at their specialist positions, respectively. Everything that has come in so far has an opportunity to immediately play for this team and contribute big time. Some of these guys are really exciting. I can tell you of all of them, the most exciting is Jake Smith. We'll kind of hold our breath and see what happens because, again, he hasn't played. And this is a guy who is 
talented, but will he be able to get onto the field is the biggest question at this point. He wasn't able to get onto the field last year when he was playing with USC. Other than that, I love the image that this team is starting to create for itself. And this is what I mean by that. Right now, Arizona State is putting together a team that has a lot of familiarity with itself. And the familiarity I'm referring to is being in the Valley. It's really important for this team to be able to pull its own recruits from its own backyard. Because that's something that just has not been a priority the last few years. I understand that Southern California and California in general has a lot of really good high school talent. But Arizona also has a lot. And Arizona State has missed out on a lot of really good talent these last few years. Seeing these 10 kids come home clearly tells you that Arizona State had missed an opportunity with these guys. Some of these kids may have wanted to play for Arizona State their whole lives and just didn't get that offer. They have it now, and they're coming home, and they're excited for this opportunity. This isn't just about the opportunity to play right away. It's about the opportunity to come home, to be that hometown name, that player that people remember. Kenny Dillingham kind of made this illusion when he was on 98.7 FM was talking about how you have players who will open up car dealerships or just home businesses by themselves. And they gain notoriety because people recognize them from playing college ball in their own hometown. That's going to be attractive for some of these kids is knowing that they're going to be able to build up a reputation in the state of Arizona. That's important. That notoriety is going to get them places. That is something that Arizona State has just been missing the last few years. 10 recruits coming in, 10 of them from Arizona. That's insane. All of these kids could have already been Sun Devils. This is huge. Clearly, Coach Dillingham has his eye on reshaping Arizona State Sun Devils football. And he has it with the mindset of reshaping it with Valley kids. With kids that grew up watching ASU football. Who grew up modeling themselves after ASU football players. This is a great opportunity for the Sun Devils to get themselves back on track. Clearly, Kenny Kenny Dillingham has his image for the team, is implementing his image for the team, and it's working. Not only that, but the coaching staff has been round up with several of the coaches having ties to Arizona high school football. They are all in on the Valley. Again, hashtag activate the Valley has truly come to fruition for this team. And I could not be more excited. And I encourage you guys to get excited too. turn on notifications for devil's digest or 
uh, Sun Devil Source or Chris Cartman or Cole Topham or Brad Denny or uh, Joe Healy, any of those guys. There are constant updates for Arizona State Sun Devils football right now. Constantly, guys are coming to the program. Guys are getting offers from Arizona State. I see that daily. There are still so many guys who have offers from Arizona State that could be coming home. Or maybe they aren't Valley kids and they just want this new opportunity to play for a young offensive mind. There's a lot to like about the image that has been instilled so far. It is incredibly exciting. And I encourage you guys to get invested. I think that this Kenny Dillingham era is going to be special. If for no other reason than knowing that Arizona State is going to value its own prospects again. We could have more Terrell Suggs come to this program. We could have more, oh man, who are some of our other greats who played in the Valley? I'm totally drawing a blank. Point is, you could regain that magic of having Valley kids support your program. That's huge. And I believe in everything that Kenny Dillingham is instilling in this program right now. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, you can check us out wherever you're getting your podcast, including YouTube, if you want to see us in a visual platform. Wherever you're getting your podcast, though, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36. You can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Till next time, though. You keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun